This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now you're gonna believe us, and now you're gonna believe us. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it fully yet. But come on, you Spurs! Um, hello, welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. I'm your host Jack. I'm joined today by Mr. Raj Baines. Hello, Raj Baines. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much, Jack. You, you use your own name for once. Here is the mask slipping. I did, well, I just it's a bit just a bit cringeworthy saying Ted Trunk. Like it's just, you've done it for 113 right. episodes, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be back on it next week. Don't worry. I'll be, uh... It's nice that you've caught the, up with the rest of the Ted Trunk. The Ted Trunk brand has become infected uh, by a few troubling issues. Yeah, last week. we we said we'd talk about your latent misogyny. Well, first of all, we need to introduce the Premier League owl. Sebastian don't, Stephen don't, Bobby. don't, you don't He's killed the brand, try that. Yeah. Killed the brand. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, animals, that's what we are, all it's animals. It's like calling Snickers Marathon, even Oof. though that's what Seb grew up with. <laughs> opal fruits, or is yeah. it, yeah, opal fruits. Yeah. Opal fruits were, uh, yeah, yeah. Kellogg's Start, that was nice. What's Kellogg's Start? Giggle that, that was a great I think cereal. It's, I think it's an actually redundant cereal now as well. It's just, yeah. just got rid of it. It's the kind of thing that probably still exists in that cereal cafe with the beardy twins, but... Um, it was a good cereal. <laughs> it was a good cereal. It was a good sounds, cereal. It sounds Certainly like well. it sounds like the opening line of like a classic great American work of fiction from the twenties. It was it a, was good, a cereal. good cereal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of those kind of films where, like, you know, the the hero grabs the woman at the end, like, "You are wonderful, aren't you? You sweet, sweet, stupid little thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the segue into my misogyny again, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I was merely uh, using the example of 1920s problematic filmmaking, the kind of thing when when like women would get hysterical and get slapped around the face by the stern hero with a curly moustache. Yeah, um, the Brando why, figure. Why am I going on about this stuff? Yeah, why you're launching yourself into a kind of like a you know an, almost an episode of Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> it's, it's an audio version of yeah. Mein Kampf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Again, another quantum leap. Actually, wow. wow. I've jumped ahead there. That was a quantum leap of my own, hey? Um, hey. Jesus. No, I don't know what's happening. It's, uh, it's, it's this decision to not drink before I record anymore is it's a blessing and a curse because it means I don't have that ready-built fallback of, oh, I was just pissed, so that's why I was a cunt. 
now I'm just a cunt, which is <laughs> real world Jack. Yeah. yeah, that's what I am. Appears in view. Yeah. That's the name of your EP, by the way. Real world Jack. No, now I'm just a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the CD that's on the shelf that there's a little sticker put over the that word at the end that the kids peel off and they're like, hee-hee. Um, would, 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 you, would you have an online rant about that, like a la KSI? Would you get all bent out of shape about censorship? Uh, probably, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, freedom of speech, man. What, what if I want this? to call myself a bellend, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, that's what it was. I was trying to think what's what's case I done, but yeah, it's his his autobiography, wasn't it? The autobiography of a <laughs> you YouTube vlogger. Reading that. How old is he? Twenty? Twenty one? Fair play, the man's made a lot of money, whatever, but what know. does he do? Just play FIFA? Yeah. Well oh, no, he's a grime artist now, Raj. He's a grime artist. I bet Seb's better than he is at both grime and FIFA. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, JME's jumped on like that money train. JME produced his grime EP, I think, and like, really? has been on some of it with him. Yeah, but mate, I mean, Jamie's probably you know, K- KSI actually had a, t- a television show. He was um, very briefly there was it was, uh, and I'm Why not are making you two so like no, well, you won't you KSI won't know this because you guys aren't BT Sports subscribers. But he I very am. oh you are now okay. Well, he um he very briefly had a um a uh, a soap opera. Which seemed from the one episode, I'm only judging it from the four minutes of the one episode I saw, but it seemed yeah, to be built around everyone. like FIFA. There were sort of shots of KSI playing FIFA and and his on screen girlfriend telling him not to play FIFA, but he wanted to play FIFA and and that because he's was, a lad. He's a lad. He likes the FIFA and he was yeah. He's yeah. a lad and he likes the FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> how, did this, how did this make it through the meeting? <laughs> All right, everyone. Yeah, you, you're not, you're not, I'm not having you laughing about me in, on, on anything to do with FIFA, mate. I own both of you at FIFA. What, is it, did I just hear you say 92 nil, Seb? Was that 92 nil? No, I don't know. You're, you've gone all. Was that, was that James Vaughan from halfway? Yeah, you've gone hysterical again, Raj. Let's just say the greatest moments in our online playing together has come from. That sounds really wrong, especially <laughs> given that <laughs> our last episode has gone nonce busters. Um, and our, Don't bring it up again. Just and our, it's and our PlayStation careers together is have come from me. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jack, I'm sure there's a podcaster. Jack, why do you hate women? Let's go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hate women. Some of my sisters and mum are women, so you know. Um, <laughs> why does it? I don't. Think that's why I do have a. I do have a dapper laughs elephant. Now. He did actually um, say that his favourite Western, that Kanye Rest record, was famous as well. He's just replaying that line about Taylor Swift over and over again. So, mate, I'm spitting at a picture of her, resenting her, <laughs> resenting her success. You know, she should be in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I am pleased. Oh if, Christ! Like, <laughs> if you are, if you are prone to outrage, I, I am joke like totally, and not even in the Malky. Is it Mackie or Mackay? You would use always correct Mackay. me. Malcolm Mackay. It was just can't Richard still Keys. Called Neymar, Neymar. All those people like Richard Keys, all that. It was just banter. Like this genuinely is just a laugh. I'm I'm, I'm being ironic. It's not no, okay, in any way but people, intended people to be People still amusing. don't know why we're, why we're being ironic. What happened exactly online that makes us be able to say this to you? What, what happened online 
is that Steve Brookstein, <laughs> I don't know if you remember him, household name, I think he was runner-up First ever the winner X of X Factor. Oh, he's well, winner. Oh, okay. Is that who he is? It, I, I didn't know who he was. I, I know, it just, like, everyone goes on about him so much and I just felt, I, I, I felt un, unable to ask who he was and I just thought people would judge me. <laughs> So I just it's saw this right, weird random old guy that like Sam Dis bullies. He's probably, yeah, I, I think he's younger than you, mate. No, he's, he's not really. I was just... <laughs> really? It do- friendly if fire. It doesn't yeah, work when I He's idea. younger than you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm, I'm a bit younger than you. Anyway, yeah, moving on. two-month gap. Um, so Steve Brookstein, his piss was boiling because there was a, a female announced on the uh, new Top Gear panel. Um, and he, he tweeted out, I think it was, why can't there just be places where blokes can just be blokes and do things for other blokes? Which obviously led Some, to someone, a... St- someone replied by just saying, grinder. Grinder, yeah. <laughs> so on and so forth. But I replied with a heavily ironic That's not message. homophobia. Let me just, let me, let me just, let me... Yeah. Well, that was home. Oh, that was home. No, it wasn't. It was. But uh, I, I replied with a heavily ironic statement um, to uh, to. Well, it was it was actually to an online pal of mine, a, a very funny young lady by the name of Rachel, and she replied to him first of all saying, "Agreed, mate. Women shouldn't be anywhere near the television." To which I replied to her, "Yeah." But imagine if the blokes started doing the body form adverts, the feminists would all kick off about that. Mm. And thus ensued me being completely like dragged through the mud. I even had a blue tick, a blue tick BuzzFeed editor person quote tweeting it with, wow. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like all these kind of like quote tweeted, um, that's because men don't have periods, perhaps. Oh, you think, <laughs> mate? Thanks for Were they not aware of up. your previous work? Is that what the issue was? Well, the good, the trunk yeah, name was just being be honest, sullied mate. by. Yeah, it was. It was. But it was difficult to watch. I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't. Have you secretly now set up like an undercover UKIP personality? Well, it's uh, tear no. Brexit. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, that that happened, and I got in trouble for it. So you know, it's uh, well now you know. It's what There's the certain things like, not to be joked about online, which is anything. Um, but Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, it's a big yeah. cup week. It's cup week. We've got Fiorentina. Our podcasts have taken a weird turn since Tottenham have started doing well. We speak about the club less and less. Oh, what are we going to say? Yeah, Spurs are great. Let's all wank each other off, you know? No one wants to well, do that. We, we, we did a, a special Sunday yeah, where we all... exactly. Almost kind of... We were all almost in tears during that. So I think we, we just make these podcasts now so we can hear Jack with breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to summarise, though, Manchester City, come on, you Spurs. That Oh, God, have you guys seen that video? I'm sure you have of... Potch hugging all of the players as they yeah. are. As they, yeah. And then the moment when he goes over to the away fans and he's just like fucking and it's the first time when, you know, I know there's that whole like that old saying when he was when they were asking me, you know, why do you why are you never passionate on the touchline, Potch? Like why why do you never why do you never give us anything? And he's like, I save all my passion for my wife in the bedroom or something like that. It was just <laughs> such a Pochettino like response to the press, which I'm sure again is probably misogynistic. 
but you know, um, <laughs> I've I've obviously clearly defined my position on that. But yeah, this like when he goes over to the to the fans at the end, it was almost like it was that side of him that I don't think like we've fully seen where he's almost like you know what fuck it I've been keeping this together for so long now I'm gonna start fucking enjoying this and when he went over there and it's like as he sort of was like fist pumping the crowd you could hear everyone cheering and from the people that who were there who have been sort of talking about it on Twitter and stuff this week they were saying it was just like it was like scoring a goal it was like uh, an experience unlike any other probably since like we were talking about the other day since like Yol when it was really like yeah, we had great times under Redknapp, but this is again, this is everything. This is unity. This is everyone's together. This is this is Tottenham Hotspur, and it's. Oh. Do you remember um, Martin Rose <sighs> picking up Aaron Leonard at the end of the Chelsea game? At White Hart Lane? <laughs> we just gr- grabbed him in, in in one arm and just picked him up. <laughs> I used to love it when he'd routinely just grab Chris Hutton and just like fling him around. Do you know what I mean? Chris, he looks so, he looks so happy as well, like so happy. <laughs> To be on the receiving end of it, he'd just be like, Wee! Do you know what I mean? Like, getting chucked. Oh, God. God, I love Tottenham. Fucking love it. I love that. I've lost the plot a bit, haven't I? Um, we're going to play uh, Crystal Palace. Well, we've got Fiorentina on Thursday. Um, we haven't got Blair this week. Blair Dunlop, who's the sort of Spurs Fiorentina hybrid. Um, wasn't able to make it, so we might talk to him next week or something at some point when we're five 0 up. But uh, we do have Crystal Palace. <laughs> if we're losing, we're not talking to him. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a good omen last time. Uh, we've got we got Palace. I mean, do do got well. Actually, before we talk about Palace, let's talk about Fiorentina very very quickly. They've had a very up down season again this year. But I mean, given I am a Serie A expert nowadays. Um, you should just monologue say, this bit, mate, to be fair, rather than you don't need uh, me and Raj first. I would say, you know, like their their form it's it's up down, it's in out. They What's uh, the Italian word for up down? They've got uh I don't know. No idea. Up or down at you. That's probably uh, racist. Yeah, it's a little bit, isn't it? That was a bit accidental Sherwood that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um He he was strangely he was strangely uh all he was on right. match day, wasn't he? Nah. Yeah. Shaw can fuck off, to be honest. He, um, <laughs> he, um, he, during the goal, which I think we can all agree that like, as one of a great finish from Ericsson, great run, and, you know, pretty shoddy defending. Didn't he say from it was a lucky pass? He called Eric Lamella's contribution lucky, and I just turned off. I, all the old yeah. hatred boiled back. And I just he thought, doesn't no. like that Lamella. Fought, does that 40 yard run was all luck. Fucking he, mug. He, yeah. He doesn't like Lamella, though. You know he doesn't like Lamella. What no, he doesn't like Lamella, but it's just like, say what you, you say what's in front of you, Tim. Look at it. Look at it. Look, look at the pictures that are that you're you're talking about, and um, yeah, give him some credit. You just did yeah. Paul Parker put it say that oh, he should, he should uh, be next second like, Man United manager. Yeah, right. my dad uh, saw that and tweeted at me, and uh, he said, "What has Paul Parker been smoking?" Right, your your dad's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we follow your dad on Twitter? No. Oh, well, I can just go into your followers and find your dad. Yeah, but you don't know what he's called. Well, I know what he looks you, like. You though. racistly are going to go and look for a brown man and aren't going to find one. <laughs> That's not racist, though. I know what your dad looks like. I, I, I You you post pictures on Facebook of him. So, yeah, that's true. There we go. So, right. so I, I think our, our triumvirate We'll bring him there. onto the pod as a special guest, as a surprise. No, you don't want to bring we... my dad onto the pod. My dad annoys me when he talks yeah, about Yeah, but your dad's Spurs, though. Be, he is, be but weird he annoys not. me when and he, he has, he has He has an exceptional Christmas pudding jumper as well. 
exception. He does. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually brilliant, actually. I love it every single year when when the picture comes out. That <laughs> it's usually when he's, he's always night. asleep. He's yeah, falling asleep yeah. in a Spurs shirt. <laughs> Great pictures. You actually woke up my phone then by saying, like, I think I said something like, yeah, he is. And my phone thought I said, like, hey, Siri. So it woke up. And look, it's done it again now. Let's not say that again. Okay. Hey, Siri. Oh, fuck's sake. No, because I've got my headphones on. But I imagine there are people now with iPhones who may be listening to this out loud who their phones have just turned on. Do it again. Do it really loud just to annoy people. Hey, Siri. Goodness me. Wow. Mm. Modern technology for you. So we're going to beat Fiorentina, and now we're going to talk to Matthew Kelly from the Homestale Radio um, podcast about Crystal Palace. Welcome back to the show, Matt. How's it going, mate? Uh, Palace-wise or just in general? Just Well, we'll start in general, yeah. How are you doing in general? Yeah, good. good. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just telling Raj that I've just um, I've come straight from clearing up um, my son's vomit, so... To apologise if the smell comes across. <laughs> That's quite all right. Is that a more pleasurable experience than supporting Palace the past few weeks, though? Wait, see that segue? That was... No. Both, that was both seamless, Jack. That was excellent. Both nauseating. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um, really? How, yeah. just, if you can summarise, perhaps, how, how it's been and where you think it's going wrong at the moment. We're not sure. We're not sure if it's a milk intolerance or if he um, if he's got some other <laughs> other allergy. But he just keeps being sick. We're gonna have to get it checked out. So, um, Palace though, <laughs> that's a that's a much that's a much deeper issue. It's it's hard. We just seem to have um, the wheels have just seem to have come off the last like ten or so games. You know, there's results that like Chelsea at home. We you know they were on a bit of a, a downward curve and. There was always going to be a bit of a fight back once they changed the manager, and you know we were one of the first people to sort of experience that. Um, cup, you know, we've, we're still in the cup for like another couple of days, I think. Um, but we just we just had some we've had, we've had some bad luck. There's been some some performances that probably were a bit harsh. I don't I think four 0 at City flattered City to be honest. Um, but I think you guys put us to the sword with a couple of wonder goals. Um, Matt, but, do you um do you given what you're what you're watching at the moment, do you now look back on Pardew's time at Newcastle and worry a little bit? Because this was this was kind of like an annual event at St James's Park. I know there were sort of I know your your uh, your ownership structure is far less vague than than it ever was up there and it still is, but it, it, it is a kind of it is something you associate with Alan Pardew this? Yeah, well I've I've always had I've always had the warnings. I've got a, a very good friend who's a, a huge Saints fan. And he 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 said oh, it'll, it'll start out well, but at some point you'll be you know you'll be in the depths of despair. And mm. I think is it it's three, he's the only manager to lose five consecutive games with three Premier League teams. He did it at West Ham as well. Yeah. Which, but you know the the, the flip side for us is that we went on a run of of wins that we sort of shouldn't have gone on really. So it's the it's it's sad that they've all come at once, but over the course of a season, I mean, I was, when we were sort of sitting top four for quite a while, I was, you know, I, on our our own show on Hull Radio, we, you know, I was one of the people that were saying, well, it's not going to last, you know, last season, West Ham and Southampton were, were in the top four around Christmas time and they fell away. Um, so it's not a surprise. It's, it's more the fashion in which it's happening. You know, and any team that needs a result tends to get it against us and away at Villa was the, you know, was the that was template of that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that game. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 at the moment in this form, you are really at risk of getting sucked into a relegation fight now, aren't you? Which is not something you would have expected to have said about Palace at the start of the season. Like, you seem to have kind of solidified yourself as a comfortable Premier League outfit, but it's looking a bit dicey. Are you worried about it at all? Uh, I'm not as worried as some, but then there's there's other people that, in my opinion, are a bit bit too confident for my liking and... <laughs> That, I think that is Pardew one of them. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. But um, a couple, a couple more wins, and we're okay. And we, you know, the other thing that we need to consider is that we've been really, we've been hit with injuries. Balassi's been out, and we lost James MacArthur a few games ago. And Kabai suffers when MacArthur's not there, and because just the people that come in, our next batch of players just aren't quite up to that level. So, and our defence, even though we've sort of had a pretty consistent back four. They've been very shaky and Wayne Hennessy has made, I'm sure you guys have seen it on various highlights packages, has made some uh, outrageous clangers. Yeah. So all the all our bad luck seems to have come in this one one hit. Um, but what, what what's the sentiment like towards him at the moment, Padgett? Like, Because I know at first it was overwhelmingly positive. He's like a Palace old boy, so on and so forth. But I mean, are, are the detractors starting to kind of rear their heads a bit? At the, moment. the last time me and Matt spoke, actually, we were we had like a ten minute long conversation about what he'd do when he became England manager. So the um, the the wider perception of him it seems to have gone down quite a bit during this run. Yeah, again, I think the bigger picture, most people are still very much in favour of him, but there's been some there's been some odd choices, sort of selection wise and substitutions wise, and there's been players that. Uh, very early in the very early on in the season, Zaha just just couldn't get a game, and was um, I think that was for more sort of disciplinary in-house reasons, and he really benefited from that. He came back and sort of proved the point. But I mean, your old favourite Jason Punchin, you know, your favourite penalty at White Hart Lane ever. <laughs> he's, he's I mean, he's renowned for not performing first half of the season, and then come January, the last two seasons, he's really clicked into gear, and that's just not happened. And he he's not even been getting subbed. No matter how a quiet a game he's doing, and that's sort of that's certainly divided a few people. Uh, and wick him out wide at the weekend, just not that's just not going to happen. I thought uh, people would learn that from Sunderland, though. The Wickham can't play in in a wide position. He just doesn't. We just doesn't have the attributes to to be of any use out there. Really, he's. I mean, I, I, I I'm not someone that I know. I know he's become kind of a figure of fun, but he's still a, a very passable forward like when he's played through the middle. Yeah, I mean, we sit here and say that he, you know, it's him that crossed in the in the in the ball for Adebayor to score. You know, yeah, I suppose boss. so. Yeah, but as a long term solution, again, but it's it's square pegs and round holes. There's no it's no Balassi, there's no Punchin, and you know, uh, Chung Yong Lee's, you know, he's in and out of the team. Jordan Much just isn't much good. Um, so we're sort of uh, he has my sympathy on the injuries front, but I get you know his hands being forced. But there's just there's just been a few decisions where. It's sort of, you know leaves you scratching your head. Quite early on in the season, there was a few of those, and he came out our very first game against Norwich. He said, "Oh, after ten minutes, I knew I'd got it wrong, and I made some changes." And that's a, you know that's a change for the good. You got him credit. But that, that's that's kind of. Do you reckon? I know it's going to sound like a like a kind of a Tottenham thing to say, but do you think that's possibly a bit more of a kind of look at me recognizing the problems and look at how tactically dexterous I am by by adjusting it? That's kind of a, a bit of a parduism that that moment anyway. 
Yeah, you're, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I'm, you know, we all we all know that uh, he's got he's got big opinions of himself, and yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't. The cynic in me, he, he certainly sort of calmed down in the sort of headbutting stakes with Lena. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. do think you do wonder yeah. if he's on a if he's on a bit of a sort of PR look at you know look at me, I'm I'm well behaved and I'm a tactical yeah. genius. For God's sakes, give me the England job. Um, I'm, I'm wearing a coat now rather than my all black suit. You know, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, that sort uh, of thing. He's, uh, Speaking of men who think uh, a bit about themselves, um, you've got Adi Bayar now. Um, yes. How's he been <laughs> since he arrived? Has he has he managed to Google and find out what Crystal Palace is yet? <laughs> now everyone gave him stick for that. I don't blame him at all, to be honest. I think that's you know that's I think that's quite a nice thing to do. You know, I did. Rob, do you not think it was it came off a bit? And I understand what he may be trying to have said, but it, it sounded a little bit a bit off to me, to be honest. It almost sounded as if he went into a job interview, had been told he'd got it, and then gone, "What what do you do again here?" Um, <laughs> What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, there was a few people that certainly took that to heart. But again, I thought, I mean, it, it's come out. It, it, it clearly doesn't know much about about us because we don't have a great deal of history. You know, we've never won anything of note. You know, he's not going to really know who we are. We've only been in the Premier League for two years in which he sort of hasn't really been at the forefront of it. Um, but it, he was man of the match on, on Saturday. He, it's um, a brilliant header too, that. It's a great really, header. and Really good header. And he went on some, he was some amazing runs. He's offside a bit too much for my for my liking, but I guess that's that, that could be put down to being a bit rusty. Um, he can't be fully fit either because he hasn't played for playing, such a long time. He's been playing in Togo against people who he says are just like footballers. So let's give him some credit here. On FIFA, on on FIFA 16. <laughs> yeah, he's had his mates, he's had yeah. his mates around. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, then I could. I, there's a case for me to start against you guys on Sunday, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I was I was fifty fifty when we were rumoured with him. Um, to be honest, as a, as a free agent, I'd have, I'd have preferred if we'd have, considering it was like that was our only addition in January. I'd have, I'd have been a bit more impressed if he'd have come in early doors and had a bit more time to settle in and get up to speed. Um, but he'd he probably been promising. shopping around though, won't he? All January and waiting for the biggest contract. Harrods, there was the the Harrods Instagram trips. So he's, de- <laughs> he's definitely been shopping around. Um, <laughs> But yeah, is he uh, is he eligible to play against us? Actually, here's me doing my world class research as ever. But because we we've got nothing to do with them anymore. Well, do we not? Because I, I thought, thought you were saying his weird. Yeah, exactly. There's a weird grey area whereby he's not technically a free agent. He was wasn't he still somehow a Spurs player? Yeah, I I, I was under the impression that I mean I don't know how much that you you guys are still contributing to his wages. Yeah, I, I think um I, I that I seems very unlevel. It's um, but he, he had the same situation when he left Manchester City when he completed his loan deal to us when he, when he made his loan deal permanent. City was still paying a portion of his wages and he was eligible, uh, so uh, eligible to play against City. So I guess yeah, he must. Be. Is it not um, just one of those things where you haven't cancelled the direct debit? You know, you realise you're paying phone <laughs> yeah. insurance for a Nokia thirty two ten that you haven't had for like eight years. Yeah, and it's still coming out of your bank account on the first of the month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> in fairness they could probably still turn a 32 uh, 32 10 on and it would work so you know there you yeah. go snake two why not hey that's it that's it um so t- with all your injury like woe and stuff in mind um how do you see yourselves lining up against us on the weekend because is it a match you're gonna throw for want of a better expression I'm, you know i know people always say that professional footballers will never go into a game and not want to win blah 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 but you know, there are some fixes where, you know, 
if we don't pick up a result here, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Is that how you think the FA Cup will be perceived now at Palace? Uh, well, I, I mean, I know the board and and Pardew and the fans. I mean, I'm sure there's some fans that aren't too fussed. I mean, I'd love to give it a real go, but the, I don't think we're in a position to really, you know, with what with our squad selection. Um, Balassi's meant to be fit and back um, for the game. But again, I don't know if it's worth chucking him in, to be honest. I'd, I'd certainly like to see... We've had a few of our promising youngsters on the bench um, for the last few games, and a couple of them have sort of made made a, a brief appearance here in Boateng being one who was quite promising. But I sort of, I look at our next two games, which are West Brom away and Sunderland away, and then even um, Liverpool at home after that. And you sort of think, you know, there's there's points there to be had. And it could just be the, the six, seven points that, you know, in inverted commas would guarantee our safety. So I'm in two minds. Really. I love the cup and I think the, a lot of people need to show a bit more respect to the cup and the sort of the changes that are in proposed changes that are in the headlines today, you know, don't make me too happy. So it's, it's torn for me, really. I'd like to put, I'd, I'd certainly try and put out a, a fairly strong team and, and try and chuck in a few of the kids as well, because I suppose it's a, a similar question for you guys. Are you going to, are you going to risk a full, you know, full strength team or have you got one eye on what's coming up? We were, um, we're in Italy on Thursday night. So, um, I'd imagine, I mean, it, it, it's easier to, to answer that question once that game's been played because I think the team that we start on on Thursday will will, will say a lot about where our priorities lie. Um, Given the size of our squad, though, we don't have an awful lot of wiggle room. We don't, and, you know, we don't We don't have a second forward. We don't have a second natural forward. So, I mean... Uh, likely be Chad Luby starting up front. Yeah, I, well, I, I would have thought, actually, that we of the two games, we'll, we'll start the stronger team against Palace because... yeah. Um, if if you know we put out a slightly negative team in um, in Fiorentina, then you know at least we have a second leg. Whereas you know the cup is the cup, and it's at home, and ultimately no one really wants a replay. Um, and also we we want to win the double, right? So you know it's, uh... exactly it's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the last time we spoke, I actually forgot to ask you about this map. But one of my favourite sort of under the radar players in the league is Joel Ward. Because um, I think he's he's fantastic for sort of the level he's playing at, and I think he's probably one of the better players at, at your club. Is he? Does he ever attract any interest? I mean, if we didn't have four fullbacks to choose from, I'd be after him as just sort of a a nice one to fit in the squad somewhere. But he seems to be a, a cracking player for you. Yeah, he used to be one of my favourites as well until this season. Um, he's, what's, what's gone on this season? You know what? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too hard on him because. The whole back four has struggled at times, and our other fullback Suarez is is very very hot and cold. Joel Ward's a fantastic player. I think it, it certainly depends on which manager he's he's under. I think under sort of Pulis, he was he was very much more focused on his on his um, defensive game, and and when we could break and he could overlap, then he he would. And he's got you know he's got a great cross on him. He scored a couple of goals, um, scored a great goal against Chelsea early in the season. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's um, if it's sort of symptomatic of, of Pardew's approach, but both our fullbacks, are, you know, really do try and bomb on at the moment. Because um, when we do have that balance of Balassi and Zaha to have two two fullbacks that are keen to overlap, really causes problems. But just seem to be getting caught out. I mean, at the the, the uh, Troy Deeney second goal at the weekend, you've got both centre halves and Joel Ward sort of pelting into the six yard area to cut out the cross and Troy Deeney stood at the back stick on his own and, and, and really Joel Ward should be, should be there and 
that's that's not really like him. So I don't know if it's just a, there's a confidence issue and we're panicking when the ball you know comes across us. But um, on the whole, he's a great player. And yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to get rid of him at all. I just think he's going through a bit of a sticky patch. Great. Um, what's your prediction for the game as well, Matt? Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I listen. Nobody. You say nobody wants a replay, but I'd, <laughs> I'd certainly. I'd certainly put my name down for a draw. Um, again, it's it, it, it's hard. Oh, to well, we definitely don't want to go to Sahas Park again. I know your your form is your form, and it's not great, but it's just not. A, I don't know. It's never never a place I particularly feel confident at. So, I, I think that's really what I meant. Rather than yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I'd, I'd listen. I think depending on the the team lineups, if I was putting money on it, I'd certainly whack a five on you guys. But I'm going to throw in a cliche and say it's the magic of the cup, and th- that's where we're only. That's where we're getting our results at the moment. You know, it seems to be in the cup. So um, I think you guys are going out about 4-0. <laughs> Whoa. Punchy, I like it. I like it. All right, um, Matt, well, we've not conceded more than two goals in a single game this season. So 4 nils are quite an adventurous result to be going for. I, I, you know, I'll, let's get it out of the way before uh, we play Arsenal. Eh? That'll be, uh, oh, Jesus. Add a by um, all. He's, gonna, he's literally going to take your money and run. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, cheers, Matt, and uh, yeah, have a nice evening, mate. Thanks for joining us. All the best, best of luck ish. Thank you very much, Matthew. Um, just to clear up as well, Matthew is not the Matthew Kelly that had uh, <laughs> that, it really would be nonsense, busters. Yeah, <laughs> just before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this, this is yeah. chaos. It, it, Tonight, it? Matthew, I'm going to be on trial. To jail. <laughs> oh, I think, think we might want to edit that a little bit. Possibly. No, we can't. So, I think that's. This, we brought on a guest and we've tied him we, to. Yeah, we've okay. we've always championed. I'm sure his, his LinkedIn is is. You just I'll just Google me, mate. You'll find me. What's your name, Matthew <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> Not that one. Not the one that comes up first. Do you reckon that... No, I'm not going to take it there. I'm not going to take it there. No. Um, if you do want to listen to a more comprehensive <laughs> overview of... that, I'm not ending the pod here, by the way. It ended before it even <laughs> begun. Kill it now. But, yeah. Um, if you do want to... The wanna... second half is just a, a five-minute period of us laughing at the old presenter of Stars in Your Eyes. <laughs> Um, if people don't even know what stars in your eyes is, do they? They should. Do. Is that even a thing? They so. should do. Did they bring it back so. with like someone? Vernon some, K. Some... Was it? Was it Vernon K? Vernon K. Brings everything back. Yeah, but some say so that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, oh, but God. yeah, if you do want to listen to a more comprehensive overview of the Manchester City game, we did record one of our extra slice pods just after the final whistle. Uh, on Sunday, yeah, it was Sunday. It was literally just after it finished. It was actually like ten, fifteen minutes afterwards. So just have a look. It's called Order Est. I think it's what's it concept? You're you're the Latin speaker here. Yeah, Seb will have done Latin. It's, it's Facier, isn't it? Like I know I've always pronounced it Facier, but I remember um, I can't remember who it was. One of the podcasts got like some Latin 
expert on and he said it was fakir but you might debate that one so. yeah no we never did sort of we never really did the pronunciation of latin words because you don't really ever speak latin oh, what's a fucking go to pilot in school no words? you 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 because you, no one who did i mean i did latin to ecse i didn't do it like classics at you know a level or anything but you um you never really speak it you, you don't have like a latin oral or you know not like in french you just um you you read and you translate or, or you write um, so you that really fun, that. English to uh, English Latin or Latin to English. So um, you know, I don't you know how you pronounce it. I don't know. What is the English of it? What do you mean? What does the Eng- what what's your Latin pr- um, translation of it? What of our um of our on, oh PSG have just scored. Get in Cavani two one. Mm. Sorry, Seb, for cutting you off. Sorry, man. No, I, I, um, I know that the club says to dare is to do, but that's not a direct translation, is it? Um, I, I don't know. Um, it seems about right because, um, uh, the oh, I can't remember the um. Uh, you never went to school, did you? No, I never went to school. <laughs> 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 Oh, Jack oh God, that was... I can't believe you didn't go to school, sir. It's just so that's, funny. It's an in-joke. <laughs> Let's not stick. Hilarious. Such japes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, that's just tickled us all, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> just keep talking oh, without me. <laughs> Seb's in the naughty corner. He's on the, he's on the step. He's got his face to the corner. <laughs> to look around at the rest of the children um are we um. are we gonna are, are we still gonna win the league lads do you reckon I, yeah. I, no, I tell you what I'm really thrown fuck right let's do a list of questions listen to questions listen to questions we're gonna win the league we've, we've established that Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We're just too good on our travels not to win a league. Okay. Questions, questions, questions. So, tapas bot, juice at juicy odor. Asks us. Is this a list of questions? Yeah. Oh, we'll just jump I, in with some of this. I thought questions. I thought it was like a. I thought we'd got like some Ooh, spam that you were about to read out. He says, "What the hell is going on with Nabil Bentaleb? Would you sell him in the summer?" 
Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advocate selling Nabil Bentaleb at all. If no, we can be get crazy. him back in form from last year, like definitely. If, if I he's, feel like if people ask us on a weekly basis whether or not we should sell him. Yeah, we do. I do see people's week. concern, like maybe, but you know, he's a great player. Just get him back on side. You know, get him back on side, and he'll. Uh, He'll be fully coised again. I, you know, though, I did have that. I think it was a dream or something, or someone tweeted about Man United showing interest in him. That I don't, that I don't know. That move makes sense to me. I can see someone like United making a kind of cheeky, cheeky kind of 10, 15 mil bid for someone like Bentaleb. I think I think we'd be confident enough to tell him where to go with that. I mean, because he he's he signed a he signed a new contact a contract at the beginning of this season. So he's um I don't know, he there's no there's no pressure to Christian Eriksen on the verge of signing up for another contract. five years as well. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Good um, man, good man. He said that PSG, actually, he'd be that'd be quite a good signing for PSG. Mm, he yeah. said that, I don't know why um, I'm trying to flog Bentaleb, but um what do you call it? Eriksen said that he feels that the club can match his ambitions, which sort of tells you what the mood in the camp is like at the minute. Just need for Tongan. For Tongan to show show us a bit now. Yeah, I think Vertonghen's the only one who's... He's the only one. Yeah, yeah. who needs to um, commit. But I think with everything that's going on, I think he will. Um, I think I imagine it's probably the club now waiting for him to get back fit before they sign him up. Because the last thing you want to do is give someone injured a long-term contract just in case there's any complications. Mm. Otherwise, you'll end up with sort of a Danny Welbeck, Jack Wilshire situation. Which, uh, you don't want any more turf toes, do we? Well, no, Danny, no, Danny Rose no. seems to have gotten over that. <laughs> yeah, turf toe. Uh, ben said, no, we're not going to say him. Um, Mr. Sco, Scottish Spurs, at Scottish Spurs, says, would you rather, let's have a look, what would you rather, guaranteed top two finish or guaranteed two more years from Pochettino? That's two a, more years from Pochettino. Two more years from Poch. Yeah, definitely. Because if we definitely. have Poch for two more years, then... Um, There'll be more. There'll be more of this, won't there? There'll be more of the same. I so think we can have I, I guaranteed also, two more years of Poch, and I think we're going to win the league both years anyway. So, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, on a sort of on a slightly serious note, like I think that, um, I think regardless of whether we win anything under Pochettino, um, I think if we were to have another two years of him, not only would we be preserving the atmosphere that he's helped to create, both not just within the squad, but um, within the fan base, the sort of the unity within the fan base. I think it's just the club feels really, really healthy, um, and I think I'd rather have. I think I'd rather have that than necessarily. Does two years take us into the new stadium? No, no, it takes us into the um, season the, before the bridging period. Yeah, where when is it? Seventeen, eighteen, isn't that the projected open date for the stadium? Uh, 18, yeah. I, I thought eighteen, nineteen. I thought it was. I thought it was seventeen, eighteen. No, I, I thought, I thought the, it next, next season is supposed supposedly our last at White Hart Lane. Then we go oh, into. God. Then we go to Wembley or, God forbid, Milton Keynes, and then it's the new stadium. I think. You know what, lads? I, I like. I'm. I. It hasn't fully kind of. No, the White Hart Lane thing hit hasn't. Me yet. No. The, but no. that's going to be like um, Alex Timberley is one of the the city lads. He was telling me about when they left Main Road, Main Road. and and he he said it genuinely was there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everyone was suddenly like. The the last kind of five games or so, everyone was suddenly like, "Fuck, fuck, yeah, going. like, fuck," you know. Um, and it was apparently really, really, actually, genuinely quite depressing. Um, 
So we've got that to look forward to. I but it'd be lovely, I, I, lovely I to win the league. So one last now, time. Jack, though, because like it's it's one of the few sort of last remaining traditional traditionally built grounds in the league, other than maybe um, Goodison, Goodison Park. Goodison Park's very traditional, and uh, Upton Park's been renovated a couple of times, so that doesn't really count. Um, yeah, that's getting torn down. Villa Park anyway. is, and Anfield is. You know, Anfield was rebuilt in the nineties. Well, part of it was rebuilt in the nineties. It's it's like you know, we won't ever see a stadium like that again. And I think it's yeah. I don't know, in saying that, mate, I did read, I think it was Will Colwell, a lad called Will Colwell wrote a piece not long ago about how uh, none of the stands at White Hart Lane are any older than like 25 years. No, no, that's that's true. It's it's funny though, isn't it? Because it's the design that I think you focus on and the kind of the shitty, the the concrete bits in the the concourse. Because when you walk into the bowels of White Hart Lane, it, it feels very much like you're in the 70s or the 80s. It's, yeah. it's not very, you know. I mean, you, you go. To it's miserable. Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. It's miserable. Yeah, it's there are nice. no like, you know, you, you don't get some of those things you find at new stadiums. You don't get like uh, playstations where the little kids play on. You know, no, well, no, you know, it's don't get no that. There's nothing it. in there at all, apart from at the moment. There's a big poster of Gareth Bale in a Real Madrid shirt, which, you know, if anyone from the club's listening, maybe have a, <laughs> think, a questionable have a think about that one. Yeah. Um, Strange. Call I'm it? sure um, that'll be that'll be like contractual obligations, though, yeah. won't it? From BT in the Premier League. It is, but I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we could find uh, another another. Um, Wasn't there a thing Chelsea with BT players? where um, um, the guy who did all the BT adverts was a Spurs fan, and that's why every single advert was Arsenal getting smashed? I think so. Yeah. There's and then he, like he, he put like one of their big Premier League moments or something was when we went to their place and oh, yeah. won three two and they he, stuck it right outside the Emirates. He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who ran it all was just a Spurs fan on the troll. Because they were genuinely they're like three or four the first year they got the Premier League three or four adverts on the trot where it was like it was that season where Arsenal couldn't go away from home without shipping like four or five at least. It's where they and, lost five uh, one to Ad- Ad- Anfield, isn't it? As well, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And they kept on having adverts. There was that other quite decent story, I think. Um, one of like the the senior, like I don't know, one of the producers or one of the set designers, direct like art directors or something of Coronation Street for like twenty, thirty years or so, all throughout like the seventies, eighties, nineties, was a massive Spurs fan and would just hide in places on the set. THFC and things like that, um, and you you can there's screenshots online you can see it where where the camera goes into a certain kind of rare shot if you like, and you can just see like THFC like spray painted on walls and stuff in <laughs> parts of the Coronation Street set. It's it's quite a nice little Easter egg um, to hunt. Down. I don't I'm think sure any a... I don't think anybody's going back to watch seventies Coronation Street just for <laughs> oh they're, they're just really mate they have done the screen you'll you'll find them if you if you if you look for it. Like, uh, not oh, so we don't have to watch episodes, like UK but... TV Gold at one in the afternoon or something. <laughs> like, you don't anyway, mate. Come on, I know what you freelancers get up to. Um, <laughs> nowhere, to- <laughs> Toby Skeels at Skeelington asks us biggest risk to the team one losing Kane, two losing Dyer, three losing Toby, or four losing the plot. Aldevaro without, without, I. I don't think it's even that close. Really? I'll, I'll be terrified of losing him. Yeah, I think he's the sort of... Um, I, I, I can't main, name many games this season where he hasn't been pretty much excellent. Um, yeah, I suppose I, so. And I think the, the effect he has on the around him as well. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
Kane is obvious, so I, I understand that. And I, you can make a case, one of the good things is that you can make a case for all of them because Dyer is obviously really important and Kane's goals, of course. But Alderweireld, I think, is is probably the best centre half in the league at the moment. Um, I'm not even trying to frame this as like some kind of revelatory hot take or anything, but a lot of the chat at the moment, like you know, player of the season, people are saying it's Vardy or Mares. But for me, really, to be honest, I think like. Out of the Leicester boys, you've got Kante and also Alderweireld. Like, yeah, Alderweireld's Kante's been... Leicester's player of the season, like in my mind anyway. Uh, We're talking about like, Premier League player of the season. I think Toby's got to be on the for yeah, sure. Man. He won't because defenders aren't fashionable in these And he's awards, not John Terry you know? and obvious and, you know, yeah, exactly. He, he won't be, but he should. Absolutely. It's fucking brilliant. Um, he's, you, know, you know what? I, I just, I, I love... Um, I love his seven tangibles. I think he's a great footballer and his long-range passing is brilliant, but the effect that he has on anyone to the left and right of him and even... You know, I wonder actually how easy Eric Dyer's adjustment would have been into the defence had he not had an Alderweireld around him. Because he organises, you see him all the time. He's the kind of... He's a sort of uh, essentially a secondary captain. Um, and it's... Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen the... Uh, uh, you know, the same goes for Kevin Wimmer. I mean... If you if you put him with a if you'd asked him to drop into a team alongside Fazio or much as I rate him a kind of a less positionally stable player like Jan Vertonghen who is quite active for a centre half, I wonder how easy he'd have found that. I think Vimmer's oh, I think Alderweireld is vital to everything we do. I'm I'm not comparing him directly in terms of ability. I'm just talking about his effect. I don't recall having a defender since Ledley King yep. that I felt as comfortable having. Like, when you hear Alderweireld's fit and he's going to be there, you, you don't have that moment of like, you know, oh, I don't yeah. fancy seeing Alderweireld up against, you know, Aguero. Like we've had with Kabul, for example, in the past oh, two. I don't have day, a, fair, a fine defender, but you've always kind of got that fear in the back of your mind with, with a player like Kabul. Even with the Tongan, to be fair. Like, Tongan's yeah. an exceptional defender in his own right. But it's still that he's been undone of, by Guerra a few times. He, yeah, Vertonghen. and he can switch off like all the uh, Vertonghen can switch off. But Alderweireld does that. I don't know. I think the the only fuck up we've ever seen him make was with the Okazaki thing, and I a lot of that was Stoke as well. Doing Stoke. well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. Um, but that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio for a centre half. Um, you know, and and, and uh, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, it's a ridiculous deal that eleven million quid for him as a defender. It's incredible, given the amount of money. I was fucking. I was livid when we signed him as well. Fucking moron. I was. I, was, I thought he was going to derail Eric Dyer's career. How fucking wrong was I? Stupid prick. <laughs> you should Just have a thought more of our players. They end yeah. up having great <laughs> yeah, years. I know, after right? Yeah, I know, right? I know. Um, Between Jack, him and Dembele, you've picked yeah. two of our best players this season. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dembele, mate. That boy. That boy. He gets better. He just gets better and better and better. He's brilliant. I couldn't be happy, any happy to be proven wrong. Um, this is quite an interesting one. Dan Kilpatrick. He do, he does some thing. He talks about Spurs. He does or something. something. Does some. He does. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, does another podcast. The lad does or something, something and, but, uh, and at least uh, give him a plug yeah. if you actually know what he does. Uh, he well, he's the, the Tottenham way podcast. So All right, there you go. Uh, yeah. He's also ESPN's Tottenham correspondent. He gets to uh, pretend that sitting and watching Spurs games is a job, you know, which is all right. It's a it? pleasure, it's that, isn't it, Seb? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, he asks us, in July, you're told Spurs are behind Leicester, but ahead of Liverpool mid-February. Do you sack Poch then? Do you? No, but no. I like the way I like the way he's phrased it, though. It's quite a clever do, question, but I mean, I, I, I don't... The Leicester bit is less problematic than the Liverpool bit, actually, because Liverpool... And you'd always... know all about problematic, wouldn't you, Seb? <laughs> don't set me off again. <laughs> like my stomach was hurting for about five minutes after that episode so just should probably have a Rennie or two then you know at your age <laughs> carry on Raj why don't you take that one I, I think it's a smarmy question and I refuse to answer it <laughs> um, I quite like smarmy though I like a bit of smarmy why do, you think, why do you think I still talk to you Raj I don't know, just because you like being challenged. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I need it every now and again. Um, <laughs> being put back into your place. Uh, no, I, I don't have a place, mate. I exist outside of places. I'm I'm a creative <laughs> tour de force. Um, I kind of think that a bit as well. That's kind of quasi-ironic there. Um, I do feel, I do kind of feel that way. I feel like I'm a... That you're a tour de force. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do feel as if my work is important. And, in Jack uh, Teddy lives in some sort yeah. of like open plan New York loft apartment where like there's an easel at the side and a record I, playing Woody Guthrie <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and I, I drop like my shit fucking animations and someone somewhere's writing Triumph, you know? <laughs> That's it. There's just like five stars and intangible kind of like, you know, publications underneath them. And yeah, whatever. Shut up. It'd be quite um, funny if you did make sort of like a a black and white silent film about yourself as if you were some sort of high culture artist and then you, you sat down at your Mac and started making a Tetrunk animation. It's <laughs> <laughs> sort of like the punchline of the piece. Let's pitch it. Funny or die, I'll take it. <laughs> College humour. Yeah. Um, Doesn't Will Ferrell have money in College Humour? Uh, oh, was that, these... was that funny or dying? One of them. Um, Alex Bottomley. I like that surname. Bottomley. No scoffing. It's a bit Yorkshire, At... that. There's a few Bottomleys in Yorkshire. Bottomley! No, that's... I always think that, you know, I always, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the right time to use the, uh, to use the punchline, but I, it hasn't happened and it would just be forced now. Um, that whenever people talk about a certain Leicester left back, I always want to say that's what Raj Baines does on the weekend. Hey. Um Which Leicester left back? Fuchs. Um, All right. Hey, Christian so. Fuchs. Yeah. Um, that worked well. That's, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was worth waiting for that, mate. That was great. I know. I know. That's why I said, you know, I did caveat. Thank God we didn't save that up for an appropriate moment. Right was, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. The endless Shut creative up. that he is. All right. Don't. Don't make me start. Tour de force. <laughs> At Exander1982, he, that's Alex Bottomley, he says Spurs finish second in the league and win either the FA Cup or the Europa League, but Arsenal win the league. Ooh. Are you happy? Uh, yeah, mean, you have to be. I mean, you just. Yeah, block but I'm the not going to lie. I'm not going to be fully happy. I I'm, would be I'm, happy, I'm, but. You'd have to deal with the, the, the nonces on, you know. It's like having a Michelin star meal and then realising there's like a pube halfway through it. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you know, I, I, 
this is, I was saying this, I was having a bit of a meltdown about it on Monday morning, which neither of you, you know, thank you for, you know, whatever. We just, <laughs> not even pitying me. <laughs> we do this on occasion. You finished it with hold me. So <laughs> Yeah, and neither of you fucking arseholes. I, I needed you and you weren't there for me. But it, it, we, it does, it does. If we were at this point, right, at this point in the season and we were basically fighting with United for fourth. Maybe we were, maybe we were like five points ahead of United now yeah. and Arsenal were whatever. They're like six, seven points clear of us battling with City at the top of the league. Arsenal winning the league under those circumstances is still painful, but the thought of us being neck and neck with them all oh, the God. way and then them winning the league is so much more painful than because they're going to laugh at us either way. We finish fourth, we're forever in their shadow, blah, 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 blah. They're going to have their Tottenham's day as well, you know, that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, whatever, we've still finished fourth and we can be happy with that. But it's the thought of us now being neck and neck with them, meaning that, like, if we fuck up, if we lose at home to them, Christ forbid, we lose at home to them and they go on to win the league. Something like that is, it's repulsive it's it's horrible and then winning the league under these circumstances now is so much worse however however on the flip side of that i nothing nothing in my life will have will prepare me there's there's no way to 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 prepare yourself for the sheer ecstasy of if we have a title race that goes down to the wire and we beat them we, can you like? Can you imagine that? Not just Spurs winning the league, not just that, but actually, like, I'm talking yeah. like at final their, day shit, like yeah. Aguero type yeah. bollocks, like that happening. La Mala, yeah, <laughs> Harry Kane just fucking with a big header past whatever piece of shit Newcastle have got in goal on the last day. No, of the season. surely the dream is like last corner <sighs> of the game. Lloris comes up. Yeah. Oh, just bats it in with his dick. That's it. <laughs> like that lad playing ping pong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd absolutely love it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's going to be Andrus Townsend, isn't it? He's going to score an absolute worldie oh, against us. Oh. Well, it could be a known goal, but I, I everyone get really in, get in Troy's yeah. direct messages before the Newcastle game and make sure that doesn't happen. We'll the other angle that. of this. Um, of this Arsenal theoretical title challenge is that if we do push them, of course they will be happy and things, but the, the if we were neutrals and we're looking at it with none of the emotional stake in in that sort of a thing, and I, I do totally agree with you that it would be sort of devastating to experience, which, you know, isn't something that we're not used to. But... Um, and it would be concerning for them that they got pushed so far by a club that should not be in that position and that they are a club that should be trying to win leagues and yeah. they've been caught up so drastically by sort of two clubs that shouldn't be up there really. I mean, Leicester and the only reason Leicester didn't win at the weekend is because Danny Simpson's a bit silly. Um, and, you know, they've, they've got concerns of their own. Of course, they won't really worry about that straight away having won the league but the truth will be there that they have regressed and we have progressed that will be the undeniable truth of the matter it's a nice nice way to try and uh, you know that, yourself, be, mate, that, but that, that, like you know i know i mean that I, that wouldn't be your thought in the moment but sort of no. trying to 
uh, pluck at straws. That would be the the defence you would you would reach for. I'm not. I'm I, not, I, I'm I not really sure don't think Arsenal are very good. good. I don't. I, 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 I don't think they'll win the league. I mean, I, I, no, Jack's I, the I only really person I know so. that think they're any good. Um, and that might just be that. That might just be natural. I genuinely think there's more there's more chance of Leicester winning. The yeah, league me too. I, I actually think there's still more chance of Manchester City winning the league. I, I, I Arsenal have got City a is still my first choice for the league. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not surprised, but I um I don't agree, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, but I um they were they've I think been further about City yeah. have been further behind at deeper points in the season, and they've been further back to better teams as well. Yes, um, yes, and they you know they've got. You know, once they get De Bruyne back, they're you know they're De Bruyne's gone for the season, I think. No, I mean he's um I think he's back in March. Is he? Yeah, he's not that long. Oh, I thought he was dead. No, he's still his heart is still beating. Did you see him stewarding on Sunday? Have you seen those pictures? <laughs> yeah, yes, guys. The poor bloke, just one of him being crushed by it. Yeah. Um, but no, I I don't know. I just I think that um I I, I think you said this to me the other day, Jack. Uh, I think Arsenal will lose to Man United at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, um, you can yeah, see I think that. they will. Yeah, um, and I think, like I said on the exercise though as well, I think we'll do them at White Hart Lane. Yeah, well, I think we'll, we'll arrive at White Hart Lane for that game with a quite handy points advantage over them. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to so. say that, lads. I, I have a, I have a horrible one. I, I think because I think we probably are going to get tonked at least once. I, I can see Chelsea tonking. That's us. the game that I'm afraid of. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the only I, game I I'm afraid of. I completely agree. I think the Chelsea game's one that I think when I had that 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 toilet visit in which I went through the games. I don't think I gave us any uh, points for that one, but I still had us finishing level on points with City on the last day, I think. I think Chelsea's the game that's not just the test of our chin. Chelsea's the game that we've got to come back from. I think that's going to be horrible. I guess maybe like a 3-0 written on it. Oh, I don't... I, I, no, I wouldn't... Yeah, I don't, no, I, I, don't, don't. I don't know. I've got a really, really bad feeling about that. I can, that, I can they see look, them doing quite a decent. Sort of, I can see them sort of doing a decent 1-0 job on us. I don't think it'll be embarrassing, but I can see it being a loss. What, what, the, one, the other one that I'm yeah. concerned about is West Ham away. Yeah. Ah, fuck them. Tim Pot. The thing, the no, thing about that Chelsea the, the, game, the, the good thing is, is there for West Ham, isn't it? It's not the Chelsea yeah. is not until the end of April. It's a long time away, and you know, ultimately, a lot we've only change. lost three times this season, so I think uh, we're allowed another. Yeah, and our, our, you know, we've got. I mean, we've got Swansea at home, we've got Bournemouth at home, we've got May United at home, and we've got West Brom at home before we have to start worrying about Chelsea. And you don't. It depends what the league table looks like, looks like by then. Um, and our running is pretty good. I know we've got That's the other teams, thing is but... that, you know, there, I think there were far too many people drawing conclusions from that game at the weekend when there is literally a third of the season left to be played. There's a long way to go. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, you know you know what? i tell you what. what that's, that's not the fixture list thing. At least not on air. No, no, no. Because no, I, I, no, I did that sort of like back five, in 2010. And I did the whole kind of, oh, look at this predictor widget on the BBC website. Fill in all the scores. See where it's going to end up. And no, I, I, hate, I, 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 I never fill in the scores. I always um, you did it in I your head just, like yeah, an absolute, just do it in my head. like like a rain man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's carry on. Right, Jack uh, at Debaser ninety two asks us: Is rain how... man a problematic phrase? No, no, no. It's a character. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Nobody will know what that's referred to because we've edited it out. Well, don't mention that we've edited it out. Sorry. Nobody knows, nobody knows who said anything, so it's all right. Oh, good, yeah. How, How would you all it was individually... Rob <laughs> don't blame Rob let's, Brown. Let's just stop this now, right? How would you all individually celebrate if we won the league title? 
Um, I'd give my dad a big hug first and foremost. Um, oh, that's exactly. you know he's the one that he's the only reason I support the club really, um, and he'd be the one I'd go looking for. I remember, I'd just finished uh, the one time that I really sort of felt it um, badly was um, the first time we beat Man United at Old Trafford under AVB. I'd just finished work in town, so he was at home, and I I had to I'd literally finished at half five, so. I'd walked into the game sort of 10, 15 minutes late and it was on a, a sort of a bar around corner from where I worked in Leeds City Centre at the time. And um, after we'd won that game, it was sort of the first time I'd ever done it in my lifetime. I texted him and it was like, oh, we've just beaten him. And it's like, yeah, no, and you could tell how happy and excited he was. And it's like, oh, I wish we could have watched that one together. And it's like, yeah, no, but it was a, it was an unfortunate one. But yeah, he's the one that I enjoy sharing my my Spurs moments with the most because it's about family at the end of the day for me, most f- first and foremost. Um, so I'd be uh, a big, big hug with him and uh, d- deciding whether or not he, uh, how we tell mum that we're taking the day off and going down <laughs> for a open top yeah. bus parade yeah. together. What about you, sir? I don't know. I um, I probably get quite emotional. I, I was a little bit emotional at the end of the City game, actually. I um. Not in a tearful way, but I I felt a little bit soft. Um, I I don't I don't happens um, at your age, mate. It does. I just uh, it was you can just get it was, blue pills from the doctor. No, eight of you. Um, I I I don't know. I I just never even considered it. That that's quite depressing in itself. I've never imagined a point at which Tottenham could could win the league in my lifetime. I I you know maybe maybe you know in the very early nineties before I realised what football was really becoming. Um, but certainly not for at least fifteen years. Um, I don't know. I um, yeah, I can't even imagine it, which is kind of wonderful in a way. I think. I I honestly just get obliterated. I yeah. I know that's what happened. I don't know where I'd go, but I I think I'd have to go back to drinking for a, a couple of days. I'd go and get obliterated with you, Jack. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Go and get smashed on Tottenham High Street. No, how long has it been since you've drunk, Seb? Uh, four years. Exactly. I don't think. Oh you... wow, mate. Yeah, you can't. No, drunk... well, this is the thing because but... you'd get a sniff of a pint and be on your ass. No, it doesn't really work like that weirdly. I um, I um, before that, I hadn't, I, I didn't drink for a couple of years, and um, and when I would periodically have one, um, or a couple, it, no, it, I I haven't quite a natural tolerance to alcohol. I think, um. So I think I'd be able to to, uh, to handle it. Like you up in your lad points there. So. There you go. Yeah, so, no, it's absolutely oh. bollocks. I'm really lightweight, but I thought I'd say that for the pod. Yeah. Just to... it's on mod, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a proper bloke. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like it's like uh, when I were a kid, um, the Stone Cold, the bald wrestler, would crack two cans together. Is, is he still alive? Or is he? He's not like a problematic person now. Are you, are you trying? Are you trying to pretend that you're not trying to segue you, into your wrestling Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, I know. I, I watch wrestling. Is that is that your is that your secret account? You got a hidden <laughs> yeah, account? Yeah. No, I, I full not, wrestling Twitter. Like most. That's you know, that's you like, in the polo neck with the uh, with the the toilet door in the background, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> uh, that was a bit too subtle. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the reference. Um, no, I watch wrestling until I was about ten years old, which. I think is to when most people develop out of that, don't they? Jack, have, have Jack, you, Jack, Seb Jack said something might have that, got my reference there. Seb said something that I should have caught on to. Uh, no. 
Um, <laughs> is it as bad as... Uh, do I have to edit it out? No. No, no. There's a, there's a good one here from Simon. <laughs> can, can one of you text me and tell me what he said? Simon from online. Um, at Spurs fan Simon. I quite like this question, actually. He says, Pochettino has revived a few careers at Spurs. Is there an underachieving player from the past who you think could have flourished under Maurizio Pochettino? Great question. Modric. <sighs> yeah, but he didn't well, he didn't really I reckon I, Spurs, I, I reckon I could uh I could manage Luka Modric in a yeah. Tim Sherwood sort of a way. Rebrov. <laughs> yeah, not a bad shout. Rebrov. I I always thought Reb, Rebrov was gifted, man. He just it just didn't happen, but he he could Rebrov could play. I think all the youth players that we failed <laughs> to rubbed. Um Jamie Slabber. John Bostock. John Bostock. John Bostock's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Jamie, o- Jamie O'Hara would probably be the best midfielder in the country right now if he'd. Uh, well, I always thought had... Jamie O'Hara was quite a good player. He I played just... against uh, Huddersfield the other day for Fulham and he was terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. His career's dropped off, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. He uh, got, I think, Wolves didn't even want him at one point. Yeah, but he played. Um, he pl- he made. I want to say he made his debut in. A North London derby. In the North London derby at the Emirates, and he was brilliant. Yeah. He also played yeah. out of position at left back against Cristiano Ronaldo and did really well. Yeah, yeah, he fucking yeah. had him in his pocket, I think, if, yeah. if I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but then at the same time, Dean Marnie made his debut against Everton, didn't he? And had a fucking yeah. world-class performance. Is that when he got two? When, when he yeah, scored like two that absolute one clinkers as well, yeah. And we all thought we were on to the next big thing, but uh, there we go, Dean Marnie. Um, oh, I don't know. It's, it's a, a great question. question I'm trying to think, because there probably um... are quite a few players. I would love to see... Just Ledley King in this team now. I'd love to see Ledley King being able to experience this for all the years and all the dirt she had to play through for Spurs. The fact that he like might miss out on this is sickening. Considering he could still be playing now, really. Um, just imagine, imagine, imagine having him now to come on for like the Europa for the Europa League games and stuff, or for like those substitute appearances here and there where we need him. Because he, he's, what, 34 now? Is he 34, I think? Yeah. He's, he should still be playing. Oh, uh, God. You know, there's a bit of me, and I, this is this is not in the, as easy a question as it sounds, but, like, if we were to win the Premier League, there's a, there's quite a, a strong, um, I suppose, moral argument which says that he should be given a medal by us. But then, on the other hand, it's kind of patronising. Yeah, massively. Sure. Being, the, yeah. being the man that he is, I'm not sure that he'd really want that. No, nah, he wouldn't. Um, he'd, he'd find no, it's just. But you, as a fan, you think it, it, I, I completely agree it is patronising. But as a fan, you think, God, you should have something. It's one of those know, things because, that I think if, if it's if it's the movie when everyone's gone home behind closed doors, if it's doors, American, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, Ledley's yeah, yeah, yeah. behind closed doors. He has a look around. There's no one around. He's in the trophy cabinet. You know. And he sees the Premier League trophy and he, he lifts it up on his own, in his own yeah. quiet quarters. You know, that's what he does. And then freeze frame, fade to black. The, 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 ro- the Rocky One ending, basically. There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, I, 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 I just, I hate the idea that we could win the Premier League and he could not, you know. It's that's it. Yeah, he could not. Um, he could not have anything because he, if, he if deserves you wanna, to. If, if you want know. to see something like sickening, and I'm not talking like, you know, like ISIS execution videos or anything, but like something horrible to see on the internet. Look at Wes Brown's trophy cabinet and then juxtaposed with Ledley King's. Mm. It's, it's, it's not acceptable. 
isn't. In any world, it's not right. It just isn't right. Um, oh, God, Ledley, I love you. Um, let's wrap it up there, chaps. I think that's a good show. I, it's a terrible show. Um, but we've we've talked. We've got a guest on. What more do people want, really? You know? TV talk. Somebody, there's a lot of people been asking us mm. for a, a TV and film specific podcast. I've, I've started watching a, a, a show called Nathan for You, which is. Oh, is that that American one where he takes the piss out of people? Kind of. He's, well, he's Canadian, um, but it is an American show. He's, uh, it, it's, you know, like Gordon Ramsay does it over here where he goes into like a failing business and makes it better. It's like a, a parody version of that, but. It's the way it's edited and the way it's acted is seamless. It it is like it's uh, not even in a British office style mockumentary. Like it's it's a literal mockumentary. Like it's 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 really well acted and it's there are some moments of genuine hilarity in there. So and you can see a lot of it on YouTube actually, like legally on YouTube. Comedy Central have just put it out on there. Um, it's it's I would. If you can, if you get a bit of time, watch some of that because there are some brilliant moments in it. In it, yeah, the character's really bizarre. He's just really bizarre, intense, kind of uh, socially awkward, totally unaware um, chap that really believes he's this business genius. That you know, you can see that no one else agrees with him. Um, it's good. Watch it. I'm not very good at selling things. Anything else? Anything else about the um, well, the the inspiration for the um, Avon Barksdale character in The Wire died today, according to the Baltimore Sun. Just come up. He was a uh, Nathan Barksdale. Uh, was fifty four, and he was actually he was in prison, but he uh, he passed away. Yeah, okay. That's kind of so was pouring one out for his lost brother by the sound of it. <laughs> I, lo- I love the wire. I, lo- I got so deep into the wire. It was just. But you said it was like it was your brother. No, it was just. It was kind of. I, I didn't. I didn't actually realize that it was. I, I thought it was based on a sort of composite of several different characters. Um, I didn't realize there was actually someone called Nathan Barksdale. Well, not, not Nathan's not a real character, but he was kind of. Apparently, according to this article, um, he um, he went by the nickname of Bodie, who was obviously a, another character. Sort of a low-level guy in the um, Barksdale organization. Yeah, so that's your bit of TV stuff. No, I've, I've still not watched the one. Oh, you'll mate, you'll, you'll love it, mate. You'll absolutely, you, you'll absolutely love it. It's just you. You, in fact, you you must. I'm gonna mandate it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, have you guys seen any of the stuff that Larry David's been doing um, with Bernie Sanders? No. no. He's because he keeps playing Bernie Sanders on SNL, but the other day they did uh, instead of Curb Your Enthusiasm, they did Burn Your Enthusiasm. So <laughs> a ten-minute-long episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, as Larry David playing Bernie Sanders, sort of playing Larry David again. But it was it was really good. It was after that that um, that mini election thing that they have over there, where sort of he lost by like point two of a percentage point, which is like five people or something like that, or something silly. And um, they went through and they sort of did a Kirby enthusiasm style thing of how he lost the five votes, and it's it's just it's just nice to see Larry David doing that again, um, even though he's sort of doing it in a shortened format and stuff. But it's uh, it's really funny, and it's all on YouTube and stuff, so it's easy to get hold of. Well, if you uh, haven't been totally put off uh, by this 
just this war crime of an episode. You can listen to previous episodes of Rule the Roost podcast on Acast. It could have been worse if we didn't edit stuff out. Well, yeah. On <laughs> iTunes um, and on our website, rtrpod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod. There's not much else to say. Come on, you Spurs. We're going to win the league. We are going to win the league. And now you're going to believe us, and now you're going to believe us. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.